0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh! O'Reilly Auto Parts. Lord, we thank you for allowing us into your presence again this evening. Father, I'd like to speak tonight a little bit about what is about to happen, Lord. Some of the very important facts about what's to happen, and Lord, I'd like to discuss how that is very similar to the time of the people of Mount Sinai. Dear Lord, I pray that the people will grasp what this is about tonight, what I'd like to speak about, because it's very important. People don't realize this is going on, and they do not realize the problem that we have. And I'd like to speak of this so that the people would understand we need to prepare our way. What I'd like to speak of is in Exodus 20, 18 to 21, Right after Moses has given him the Ten Commandments, it says right there a very interesting statement. Well, it actually says that you spoke these words and the people heard, but they were scared. What it says is now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightnings, the lightning flashes the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, and when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, You speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. Jesus came into the world to give us the ability to hear the words of God directly from God. One more time, we have this opportunity as they had then. And they had it at the time when Jesus came to the earth, but they rejected it then. It goes on in verse 20, in Exodus 20. It says this, it says, And Moses said to the people, Do not fear, for God has come to test you, and that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. The fear is the seventh spirit of God. And what he's saying here is the full measure of the spirit of God, which a full measure of the spirit of God is in his words, John three thirty four. So what he's saying is God has come to test you to see if you received the words. And these people are not receiving the words. Instead, they're saying, we want you to set up a priest between us and you, Lord. We don't want to hear you directly. But you don't understand, Jesus said in John 15, 3, that it is the words of God that he came into the world to speak that washes us clean. So therefore, they were taking away the easy road, the fulfillment of the law, to be washed clean by the word of God. And instead, they got all these laws where they had to do all these sacrifices and everything else. And if they changed anything in it, they failed in one thing, they failed them all. And Lord You've given us this opportunity right now that if we will receive the words in us, that you will not only stop there, you will not stop there, but you will go on and you'll begin to circumcise our heart and get cut out all the darkness. So we will not think anymore in the way of the world. And we'll think only in the ways of your words. You're offering us the opportunity that the people had at the Mount Sinai, but they rejected that the people had in Jesus speaking, but they would not receive it. And until this day, when God is forcing the words to be opened again and going to compel us because a judgment is coming, the separation, judgment is coming, that feared judgment that is in Matthew 25, 31 to 34, and also talked about in the parable of 10 virgins in Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Lord, this is the feared judgment and the people at this time in the night they are in a separation judgment. This is the night of the day of the Lord that we are living in. You've testified to it, you've shown it, and Lord I've proven it from the scriptures and from the receiving of the word which matches the scriptures and so on you're gone. The people should have no doubt that they're in the night, and you make clear in Luke seventeen thirty four that the separation judgment will happen in the night. And Lord, you will manifest it at the break of the morning. Because then, as you said in Isaiah 21, 10 to 12, as you say in Malachi 4, 2, that you're going to rise with the son of righteousness and the son of righteousness cannot enter those that do not have authority for the light to enter. And instead, righteous judgment's going to come on these, which is the fiery anger of God. And they'll be set apart. And as it says in six-year-old judgment, these people know the judgment's going to come. By the time that you've done this, they're going to know it. And Lord, I'd like to give them a couple pointers out of Revelation 18 that show them how much they're going to know it. <laughs> and something they need to look at very carefully at this very time, they're being so deceived in the world. I spoke to you the other night about the inauguration and the opportunity of President Trump, and you can see the activities that is going on with the Trumps and the rest of them, total deceit. Trump knows about the NAFTA. He knows that it's already signed. He knows that it's already united in the Crown Trust, that the the sovereignty has been taken away, but he's going to have a meeting with NAFTA and renegotiate. You're not renegotiating. The Crown Trust controls all contracts by Admiralty Law. So, you know, he's already going into the foolishness of the admiralty law system and deceiving the people by saying, oh, I'm going to do something. No, you're not doing anything. You're just carrying on the deceit. You're carrying on in the way of the deceit. And the Pope is over there saying that if he wants a populist president, that's very afraid of it being a Hitler. You know, that's what Hitler was. No, it wasn't. Hitler was organized by the Crown Trust and the Vatican assisted. They assisted him with the HOOK program, it allowed them to escape and go into Argentina and so on. The Vatican's was all involved with it. Same because they worked for the Crown Trust. or appointed by the Crown Trust and so on. So we're seeing this deceit in the world today happening right before our eyes, right after inauguration. We're already going down the wrong road. And I'm, I'm calling them to let them know that they're not going to get away with this. God knows all these things. And I am going to show them a verse. Revelation 18, that they should be very concerned about. But understand when God's, when Moses was saying something very wise here, he was saying, do not fear for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you. If you go to Joel 2, verses 1 to 11, you see that the word of God goes before them and the word of God has nothing but the full measure of God within it, the spirit of God in it. John three thirty four. And by the way, when I was talking in the inauguration thing on January 20th, I talked about that in the evening talk, Lord. I mentioned John um, 5, 19 to 20. I meant uh, James 5, 19 to 20. That is where it says that we should make known the knowledge of truth and it will cover a multitude of sins. That's very important for us to understand. So I'm repeating it here. I've said it in so many other messages and so many other writings, but I made a mistake and used the word John as the book when I met James. <clears throat> now, it says here that when he's talking about the fear, fear is the seventh spirit of God, as you see in Isaiah 11, 2. And so we know that the, the, what he's talking about is the full measure of the spirit of God because you can't get the seventh spirit unless you got the six. the first six. They come in order and they always come together. So what you're seeing is that he's telling them, he's come to test you to see if you'll receive the full measure of the seven spirits, which is exactly what we are tested with now. The Lord tells us in Zechariah 10, 1 to 3, ask for the former rain, the latter rain. The latter rain is the seven spirits, it's just seven times brighter. Meaning it's not no longer milk knowledge. We're to get the full measure of the Spirit of God, the full measure of the way the Spirits. And I've talked so many ways over the last years about how the seven spirits work and many writings and so on and what they do. So here we have the spirit of fear, which is the spirit of rest. If you fear God, the word goes before you because you cannot fear God unless you have the holy measure of his words because then you understand. You know, fear is like faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. If you know the word of God, you know the promises that it unlocks His words unlock and know that all things are made by his words, that all things are sustained by his words, and all things are overcome by his words. So you have no fear because you have the fear of the Lord before you. And that is a righteous fear. It's a righteousness knowing that if you depart from these ways, you're going to fail. And I want to show you a point that the Lord warns us very carefully that we should follow at this time because he brings it up. In uh, Matthew 24 and Mark 13, the same statement. I'm trying to pull this scripture up for you so I can read it to you very carefully. He tells you here <clears throat> in Matthew 24, 15 to 28, it says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, remember that the words are what's holy, and when you, what he's saying is when you see the abomination of desolation, which is the twisted words of the admiralty law system, contract law system, the merchant system, all of these things, when you see these things, it's abomination of desolation. And it's the uniting of the kingdoms that come all against the people. That's the abomination he's talking about. These What he's talking about in Daniel 9.24, we must overcome these things. And he says, when you understand this, and that's what he's saying, standing in the holy place. See, their words, when he's made known the knowledge of truth, you know that they do not keep the truth. and That's an abomination. All the things they're doing is an abomination. You're not talking about the statue standing in the holy place. They already have statues everywhere at this time. All of the paganism, Statue of Liberty, all of these are all paganism. They're all occult and they all curse us. They don't do what they say they're going to do. They do the opposite. They don't bring you freedom. They bring you, lead you to the point of destruction, which is what has happened. That's where we stand today. And our statues throughout our country are doing that for us. We've allowed them with the cirrus to destroy the food. And now we have GMO food everywhere. We've cursed ourselves by putting these statues all over the place, the pagan goddesses, and we celebrate them as they're going to do something for us. Yeah, they're destroying our nation and they're being paid for by the Crown Trust, all these buildings and grants and loans and everything else they put together. It's paying for all these buildings under the fiat currency programs, which is false anyway. And what's it doing? It's destroying our health. Our food that's supposed to make us healthy is making us sick and destroying us. We're allowing all this And it told us something very important. And I want you to understand this verse. Let me read it again, and I'll go on with the finish of it through verse 17 and 18. And verse 15, it starts off with, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place. Remember, he is talking about the words that this beast kingdom, the pompous words that the beast kingdom was speaking, that's the abomination of desolation because it's the words of God that are holy that sets us apart from the world. And what he's telling us is, do not listen to these words of the the global system. The pompous words that they're speaking, saying that these words are good. They tell you that these statues are for freedom, for liberty, it stands for trust. The obelisk is, oh, a Washington monument. George Washington was a mason and look at the Masonic temple where they have the Masonic windows that start off with the serpents at the bottom and light at the top. No, that is man's way of creating a false light at the top because their foundation is not built upon peace, which is the words of God. It's built upon the snake, the devil, the uh, the serpent. That's the Masonic order. And the 33 Mason know they worship the devil and that's what they're guiding everybody into. So he's saying the abomination is spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. That's the words of the dragon. That's the admiralty law. It's the contract law. That's the deception of the court systems, the deception of the government. You know, I've told you about how they've organized everything. To, we're not even a, a citizen of America. This citizen isn't even a right word we should be using. They've twisted all the meanings of these words. So it's evil. It says, then let, us, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop do not go down to take anything out of his house. Don't take anything out of his house and let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. I'm going to explain why. Very quickly here. But let me first point something out here while we're talking about this. When he says, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. The Lord is saying something very important. When he's talking here about Judea, Judea means the place of those who praise. That is, in these days, that is everyone, because we know the kingdom of God was taken away from the nation of Israel in Matthew 21, 43 to 44, and given to a nation. And that nation is all those who praise God, whether you're a Gentile or Jew. It's all those who praise God who will turn to him and believe. And so what he's talking about here is to what you call the Christians and the Jews. And it's those who praise, he's saying, and, and even the, the people uh, worship wrongly like the like the Muslims and so on, Islam. And then they've been deceived like the Christians have. And what he's saying here is that those who praise, you need to come to the knowledge of truth. And what he's saying, you've got the wrong message, come out, come out and be, ter- be turned to the knowledge of truth as is required in John seventeen seventeen, and in Joel 2, 12 to 20. Read that, understand it, and plead with it. That's why he says in Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, at the time of the day, we have to be washed by the water of the word. It's a mystery of the called out assembly, as he says in Ephesians five thirty-two. So you can understand that. What he's saying is we've got the wrong message, and I'd like to go on and explain this like I said I was going to do. Now, the same message is also told in Mark 13. So he's telling us not go back into our house. I want to point out, and I'm not going to, to tarry Long here on this, because I would like to point out something that's, I believe, very important. We are are fooled in this nation. If you go into a store and buy a product, any product, basically, of any major company at all, any of the food companies, any of the the big corporations, the phone companies, any kind of thing like that, you're going to see, if you study the occult, that these logos that are chosen are nearly all of them occultic because the big corporations are owned by the system. And and what they do is they mock the truth. They mock the truth and they are woven in occultic occultic designs. And what you don't understand is all these things are sin. Our currency that we're using, the the, the products we buy, the logos, I don't care whether... And even these uh, things like... Um, The person pointed out to me today, the the coding in uh, the movies, the Pixar movies, the Disney movies, I don't care what they say. It's A113. They use it as license plate, door numbers, and they give this thing about the design uh, being a room in the creative arts. But people don't understand that the secret companies... Operating, controlled by DHS or coordinated by the DHS. They work for the Crown Trust, financed by the Crown Trust, all these secret companies. Well, some of them are the ones that put the subliminal messages into the movies. And the DHS is very much a part of this. They know of it. They do the, 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 the you know, the, even the amusement parks and these things. But this occult system of these logos and what they mean. And these things flashed in all these things. And, and it's in all the Pixar movies. And they tie all these movies together. Why do they do that? The one, I mean, would it be funny? No, there's a more sinister meaning. I, I heard in the system, they control all these things. And they put that in there, there's a little message. Look it up on the internet, study it. It's like the flat earth. You need to know it. There's a open scroll, um, the open scroll uh, blogspot.com. You can go there and you can see that Bob Schlecker's done a fantastic job of putting things together and showing you the occult and the logos and designs and the Olympic ceremonies and all of that. It's all occultic. And the problem we have with that is all those products are cursed. They bring the empowerment of the devil to enable his demons to be into the people. It enables them to get away with what they've done and causes us to have blindness, that we will look the other way, we will pay no attention, and we'll go on with our lives, and we're thinking we're fine, and yet we're in the day of judgment. And we are in the hour of testing. He says there'll be an hour of testing, which is 42 months in the day of the Lord. And we're coming to the end of that testing, which in the testing time, like, the de- like Moses was telling the people at Sinai, God's brought you to the knowledge of truth from the top of the mountain, From God's firmament mountain that we by now should know is a a pyramid design. And that he sits, the, the judgment throne is in the top capstone of the firmament. And he's sitting there with the Father. And the Father is judging all those on the earth and he's watching over us at this time. The golden throne is above the top of the firmament as it explains to you in Ezekiel 1 explains to all of us but the four living creatures as it says in revelation 4 and it says in daniel 7 there it explains that there's a separate judgment seat throne that is set up in the capstone at the top of the firmament and from there god is judging us now so it's like mount sinai where the father was on the top of the mountain and he was trying to speak to us Jesus paid the price of the blood so that we could receive the message from the Holy of Holies in heaven directly to us. But now we're in the hour of testing. And the testing is, will we receive the seven spirits? Will we receive the knowledge of the words of God that have the full measure of the seven spirits spirits within them and that are the keys that unlocks the greater promises of God, because these words that are set apart are of his words, which he tells us in Isaiah 55. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His words are greater than our words. He says they never come back to him void. You want those words. You don't want to uh, hear these words in the earthly languages. You want to hear it in the pure language of God that is the powered language. Jesus is ruling over the earth as king. He's received the scroll from the Lord and given the authority to take his kingdom. And he's opened the seals and we've been in them for a time now. Well, more than a time. We've been in it. We're almost at the end of the, the night time. We've already went through the evening time, seven years. And now we're in the time of the night and we're at the ending of it. The last half of the night is the separation judgment. You see this in Luke seventeen thirty four And in John 9, 4, 5, it's plainly stated. Anybody could see it. I, I could give a book the Bible to a, a, a seven or eight year old and let them read those scriptures and they should be able to tell you it says right there in that night. In that night. Well, when is it going to happen? In that night. Hello people, in that night. We're in that night. He warns us in Isaiah 21, 10 to 12. that in the night time, you'll be calling out to his people. He's calling out to come out, to return to him. We don't even know we're away from him, but we don't understand his language. We don't understand his words. We haven't even sought him to get the knowledge, the spirit of truth poured into us. We want the spirit, we say. Oh, we want the spirit. Don't you want the spirit of truth, which is the full measure instead of the milk knowledge spirit, which is just the first? You know, you don't get the words of wisdom. The words of wisdom come in the second spirit. The understanding of the works of God come in the third. And then the counsel of the Lord comes in the fourth spirit. We're still at the first spirit. We haven't come out of the world to receive the words of wisdom. That's why he told it through um, uh, late Bob Jones, he, ha- he had a prophetic word saying, the Lord was telling him, we have to get the words of wisdom that we do not know that are already received on the earth, but people don't receive it. They're not hearing it. And they, they didn't understand. It, it, it was like John the Baptist. John the Baptist was marvelous. God said no one greater. But what happened? He said that in the kingdom of God, he's the least. Why? In the kingdom of God, they speak the words of God. They hear the words of God and they understand that God's language is higher than ours. And yet it's available to us because he said in John 10, 34 to 36, those to whom the word comes, they're like little gods. So you can receive it. Jesus was saying here on earth, testifying that you can receive the words of God. He wanted you to receive it. He opened them to the disciples after the cross when he returned from the father after he paid the price of the blood. He said it in Luke 24, 44 and 45 says, these are the words I spoke to you. This is after he'd given them the the breath of the Spirit upon them. Because without the Spirit of truth, we cannot know these words, but people aren't asking for the Spirit, which he says in Proverbs 1, 20 to 23, that if we will hear the words and turn to him, then he will pour out his Spirit upon us and cause us to know his words. And with those words, we overcome the world and all these problems. And no leader, no army, no nothing can overcome his words. When God is ready to move, and make his nation. They can't stop him. Now, I say that because when you go into a store, you almost want to cry. The food is poisoned. It's toxic. And and the merchants are wanting to sell this to us. The merchant store guys only care about the payroll to the people. The people care about the payroll to the people. They don't care what it's doing to them. They don't care about the cancer. They don't care about the fact that the vitamins aren't really vitamins that you buy in a store. They're not really vitamins they're artificial. It's like the currency is artificial, but we use it. We know there's nothing behind it with no gold behind it, no silver behind it. It's unjust scales, but we use it willingly and we seek it willingly. We use it to buy a jet and we say, oh, that's value. No, you look at the real truth of all these things. These are contracts that we're not even a living person considering in the lab multi-law system in the contract law system, and they can take away anything they want. And they even put that in executive orders and laws that they can take your property. Why? Because they actually already own it. You don't own it. You think you have a title and a deed to it. But by their system, you do not. That's why God is going to come and do away with their complete system. Now, let me read it to you from Revelation 18, 9 to 10. You're going to understand something here. Let me read, I should read, well, you can read Revelation 18, 1, 8, because God is telling us that we're to, we to come out from following these leaders, and we are to require that they pay back double for what they've done and double for what they're going to do, because they've stolen all the gold. And so you don't understand how much they've stolen. And because you go to the history books and the Internet and every place else, and they'll tell you only this much gold has ever been produced on earth. And that's a fraudulent lie. It's many times higher. And there's no limit in God's mind about gold and silver. And, you know, they, they, they want to even mine the gold and silver out of your body using the thermoplasma ovens when they put the people into these, you know, they're going to kill the people, gas them. And then they're going to train them off to these uh, places where they got these thermoplasma ovens set up. And they just put four or five bodies, six bodies in, in those plastic uh, grave canisters, you could call them. And they feed it into there, and it separates. It just, you know it's so hot in there that it brings the bodies, uh, the particles back, the particles. So it isn't contaminated, and then it, it also fuels itself. It uses that as fuel, and then it separates the metals. So they can they can mine the rhodonium out of you, the, the 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 you know the silver, the gold, uh, you know they can take all that out of your body, and that, they plan to do that. This is the evilness of this people. It says here in Revelation 18, 9 to 10, it says, The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her. This is, they're talking about the harlot and her city. Her city is this way, this way of deceit, this way of the labels that are occultic that empower the demons to work, empower the, the works of Satan to work in us. And our cities with all these occult statues are enabling them to destroy everything so that we are weak and unable to fight against them. You know, against their diseases and everything else, but not only that, we can't even think straight because they've weakened our brain's ability to even concentrate. ADHD I, I it's so angry there is churches that have schools, and because the government has given them grants and giving them instructions and they want to do what the government says, they're putting the kids on the ADHD uh, drugs and vaccines and the rest of it that dumbs them down because they're listening to these people. Give the people true vitamins. Get organic foods and feed your people at your school lunches and you'll have smart kids. That's the way to get around this because God made the food to heal the people to keep and sustain them. But we don't do that because we're destroying the food and the farmers are going along with this willingly. And they're, you know, they either have to sell out. The Very few farmers can produce organic. They wouldn't even let you have real milk. It was, a, it was good for almost 6,000 years, but now, oh my goodness, we have to have it ultra-pasteurized. Everything taken out of it that's any good, all the fat's taken out of it that help us and heal our bodies and the rest of it. All that's taken out. They're destroying us. This is The government's going along with it, and Trump's not helping. He's just going along with the program with the people around him. It's a world system which they're trying to bring all the world into a, a war that they've all aligned up. All the presidents of the nations are secretly united together in this. They're receiving instruction from the Crown Trust. America, China, and Russia are one. They're not set apart. They're all one in this order. And even the Pope is saying, we need a one-world order. We need to give up our sovereignty, basically, is what he's saying. They've already done that, taken it away from the people people just don't know. It's like Mexico, United States, and Canada are all one already, but we think it's separated it's not nafta is that's a joke it's it's really the the law of the sea treaty that's been passed. Don't forget about the the you know the treaty with the trans pacific and the rest of that stuff that that that's all baloney it's distraction, hiding the real treaties. The treaty to not disclose the truth about Antarctica. It doesn't exist. You know, all these things. They have treaties that require these people to do it. And if they do it any other way, they get killed. Well, God's got an answer for them. He's going to destroy them suddenly. When they think they've got it made and they come out, his wrath is going to rise because he's made known his words. And we're in the hour of judgment. In the hour of judgment, the hour of our trial, they'll end up with the Lord suddenly making one day to be the uh, separation judgment, and bam, the judgment will be rendered, and then they're going to know the plagues are going to come because when he makes the judgment, you're going to know he made a judgment on you. He's going to steer you up to know because that's what it says in Revelation 6, 15 to 17. It tells you that all the kings know they're going to be judged. And so here it says, the kings of the earth who committed in Revelation 18, 9, committed fornication, lived luxuriously with her, will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning. Because God's going to cause the particles and everything else to be done. And the smoke of his burning is the word being manifested upon them, which is the plagues, it's the destruction, the buildings falling down, all that kind of stuff. It says, standing at a distance for fear of their torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. The city of Babylon is being empowered by all the occult things. Look inside the um, Edinburgh, not Edinburgh Castle, but Windsor Castle, Windsor Chapel. Look at the occult and pagan things hanging in there, the the shields and everything else in there. It's all celebrating the knights, the order of the garter of the knights, the, the nobility order, which is a dragon society. It's a devil society. It's going to go to powder. It's going to be destroyed. God's anger is going to come upon those places quickly. But here's the important part I want to get to. This this will help you understand. I'm going to end with this. It says, And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, For no one buys their merchandise anymore, merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, marbles, and cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and bodies and souls of men. The fruit that you so long for has gone from you and all the things that are which are rich and splendid have gone from you and you shall find them no more at all see what is happening here is the lord is telling us the food is destroyed and if you bring any of these products of the of the system that has these logos and everything else on them even the samsung logo for example is a paganist thing if if you if you understand these things that's what's going on with these logos you cannot bring them because why like I've told you, they've cursed you, and we should see the evidence of this. We should see when we put these statues like cirrus over the, the, the uh, stock exchange and the mercantile exchange. What has happened to our food? It has enabled them to destroy it. while well, we have had no power to do anything because we will not listen to God. I met with preachers and so forth, uh, uh, some of the more, more famous ones or more respected ones, let's put it that way and what happened they say well we have to wait on god there's nothing we can do you've got the whole instruction book of the bible and you will not read it and hear it you will not hear the words and when the words are offered to you you call it a message straight from the pits of hell well that's where you're going because you will not hear god and he told you you're going to be judged by those words of god john twelve forty eight, and you're not afraid If you come against that message, what's going to happen to you? You're coming against the foundation of peace, which is is the name of Jerusalem. Just like Judea, what he said, Judea. These are the ones that praise. These are the ones like the Christians, and that's what he says in Revelation 12, 17. They're not going to be saved unless they come out and get the words because he says these are the ones that have the, the, the Ten Commandments and have the testimony of Christ. They have it. They know that the Bible but they have not set apart the words of God, which is required of them in John 17, 17, Joel 2, 12 to 20. They are not sanctified because they're not made holy because only the words of God that have the full measure of the spirit in them. And when they enter them, that makes them holy, as Jesus said in John 15, 3. And it's saying it again in Ephesians 5, 25 to 27. But take notice that nobody is going to want to have any of these products These merchants you will not buy their products. You will not go back to your house to get them You will not do anything with them Because if you take them You cannot enter where god is going to put his people when he calls you to go somewhere. Don't take that stuff That's cursed It's been empowered by we've allowed it by complacency to be empowered by the devil And that stuff is doing that the movies with the subliminal messages the the crazy uh, books on the um, the occultic books, the Harry Potter series and the rest of it—horrible, horrible teachings. See this code like the A one one three. If people understood what that meant, I mean, and the, from the occultic viewpoint, A is standing for the an animal, sodomy. <laughs> there, there, you know, the, all the arts and stuff, the subliminal messages, and people need to understand this. This MK Ultra and all that—that's real. Read about it on the internet. You'll see. I've I've told you, I've been in meetings where they talked about the mind control of the people. They can put thoughts in their heads and so on. That's what they're doing. And the stuff that they're putting there, when you see this flash continuously in all these movies, we are empowering it. It's like a silent witness to us of evil. And even though it's there, we never ask what it is. They tell you, oh, it's just a room number where the arts were made. But what is that art group doing? What is those people that started there and trained? What are they doing? It's like the beginning level of the Freemason society. It all sounds good. It all sounds great. But you work yourself up in the power ranks. You find out they don't believe in God. And in fact, they're leading you to be a part of the devil system that deceives everybody else and treats everybody under them as nobodies. Pawns to be used. People are nothing but dead bodies to them. Need to get rid of them so look at the Georgia Guidestone that tells you that they have to reduce the population way below 500,000 so that it doesn't grow above 500,000 in the end. People, it tells you right there in Revelation 18, it says, do not take any of their merchandise. Don't take anything from your house, let alone if you aren't taking it from your house, you think you're going to take it from the store? No way. You're going to understand that if you take any of this, you're going to get the plagues of God that he talks about in, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. You're going to get the plagues, those plagues that he told you. They're blessing and curses. When we allow these things to be put in, the good things for our children, we've allowed the poisonous snake of the devil to be in there, and it's a venomous thing. It's going to take their life. Because if we don't remove, I mean, if we don't receive the knowledge of truth, the Lord told us to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. We have to progress, and we haven't progressed. We've stayed right there. Well, we were saved. We believe in the blood. What did that blood do? Why don't we ask? What are the words of God that we're supposed to go into the Holy of Holies to find out about in heaven? What are we to ask him for? He tells you in Proverbs 1, 20 to 23. Very simple message there. I'll make my no words known to you. What words? The words that created all things, the words in Isaiah 55:11 tells you they're greater than man's, because when they are spoken, they never come back void. And those to whom the word comes, becomes like a little God. Does the God get sick? No, they will not get sick when the words are fully into them, when they fully receive it. But you don't get his knowledge in a download, Isaiah 28, 9 to 13. It's step by step, process by process, precept by precept, little here, little there. But he's going to amplify that seven times in this time so we can learn greatly every day and come to the knowledge quickly. Come to the knowledge quickly. This is my message tonight. I was just trying to make known that you will not take anything, the public, the merchandise. And when you go into stores, you need to look at these places. Jonathan Cleck did a good job of of, um, revealing what's in the Vatican. They hate him for it. They're attacking him for it. You know, the occultic message is there. But they're everywhere. It's in the logos of every corporation that you see. It's in the movies, the subliminal messages. They're horrible. In the currency that we use, the subliminal messages. all of them guiding us to our death and destruction and casting out into the pit. The Lord warns us in Matthew 24. 19 or 21 to, 20 to 22 and Ma- mark 13 19 to 20 that if we do not come out and enable him what it says in Joel 2:12 to 20 to allow him to intervene for the sake of the elect the elect of those he will not intervene for the sake of the elect he warns you that in revelation 3:14 to 22 the complacent church is going to get rid of Matthew 7:21 to 23 tells you that but he sent the elect that will hear him, that sets themselves apart for the world as required by God in John 17, 17. And Jesus himself bear witness in John 17, 17, that we must do this, must be set apart by the knowledge of truth, by the words of God in this day, to be set apart. And he tells you that, in, and that makes us sanctified. And if you go to Joel 2, 12 to 20, one of the first things we must do is be sanctified. And then we have the right to get and gather together and. and Cry out to God and he will answer us then. He will hear us then. But until that time, we're a lukewarm church that he was going to cast out. Because we do not have the knowledge of words. We do not have the knowledge of truth. And therefore, we're going to be cast out. It's that simple. Jesus said it. I'm not telling you. This is right in the Bible. Read it. Listen to him for a change. That's what we have to do. We have to actually listen to what he's saying and be hungry. We're not thirsty for the water of the word. We're not thirsty enough. We don't understand it. We, we just want to live our lives, and we're going straight to our pit. I've told you, I've in meetings. They're taking away the sovereignty of the nation. They're going to take away all your wealth, all your property, and they're going to kill almost 7 billion people on the earth. That's their plan. Fat and simple. And they're using the leaders to deceive us. They told us to come out from following these leaders in Revelation 18, 1 to 4, or we will be destroyed. I've warned the leaders. That they must come out or they will be destroyed. They're like the men of Nineveh at this time. If they don't turn, they will be destroyed. Their their time is very short. God is not messing around. This is the winter. This is the uh, last year of the night of the day of the Lord. We must begin to believe him at some point. We must begin to want to know what happened when the words of God were given on the earth again in 2003. I I think I said the other night, 2013, that was the beginning of the, the hour of trial. But that was the middle of the night The words were open at the beginning of the evening in 2003 in April. I've recorded that many times. And I've shown what the words are to the best of my ability, the best of my understanding. And God is going to confirm the words and confirm the accuracy of them. And, you know, maybe I got one or two, three words wrong. But that doesn't matter. He said, take some of the fish and go feed my people. That's what he's saying. The fish, the great fish. He told us in John twenty one. This is the way I. Sh- this is the way the Lord showed His way. What is His way? His way is to do the way of the words. Look at John fifteen seven. Abide in me, abide in my words, and everything you desire be done for you. That's simple. He says in John five twenty four. If you will believe in my voice, in other words, discern the words that I'm speaking to you, and in, uh, if you believe in the promises of God, then you will pass through these judgments. But most importantly, you'll have eternal life because you'll be like a little God. The words are like a little God. Do gods die? Real gods die? No. You'll begin to be like that. As soon as God seals us, he's coming to to make a covenant with many. That means seal the word in us. When he comes, he will seal this word in us, and then they cannot do anything to you. Because his word, if you walk in the path of light from that moment on, they can't touch you. Never can they touch you. You'll live the work and the lifespan that God has given you to do at that point. And then be part of the millennial kingdom and so on. God, God is, I don't know all the details of the, of the lifespan we're going to have, but God says he's going to restore our years. Plus we know that we'll have eternal life. Moses lived to a certain point and, and he died and immediately he's, he's with the Lord. That's the way we will be. It won't be painful. He was strong and, and just lie down. The Lord anyway, this is the message is please understand this is why nobody's going to buy into their goods they're going to be cursed if you take those goods, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. you will not have the right to the words you will not have food, you will not have the oil and wine you'll only have the minimal amount of bread, which is the instruction you'll be like the people of of um, the time coming out of Egypt when they had only the manna they're only going to have some bread people that are wicked read read the third seal judgment you'll see it in revelation 6 5 to 6 i thank you lord i pray that this message will be helpful to people to let them understand the importance of the time let them understand why these people are not going to want any of the merchant's food and if they're a merchant let them understand dear lord that their ending has come they're not going to have a business they're, they're not going to work it says in john 9 4 5 in the night you will cause the light to be taken out Right before the dawn, you'll cause the light to be taken out. And what happens? These people will not be able to work. But the words will work. The words never end. Heaven and earth can pass away, but the words will never end. So they will do. So those who have the knowledge of the words and the authority to call upon the words and the spirit of truth within them to make known how to do that, they will prosper. They will be set apart. But all others that called upon your name, their word they'll be cast out. Lord, if they don't have a heart of righteousness, they will not enter your kingdom. You've said the peacemakers inherit the kingdom of God. Lord, let them understand that. Lord, I pray your hand be upon us and guide us. Let them understand that Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem that they're talking about, is the, is the city with the foundation of peace. Peace only comes by the knowledge of truth. All things that you do, all your works are done in truth, and the truth is the words of God. John seventeen seventeen, Psalms 33, 4 and dear Lord, it says that the entrance of your words gives light. That means it gets rid of the darkness and gives the understanding to even the simple. If they will just turn, you'll cause them to know your words as you promised in Proverbs 1.23. But they won't turn to hear the words. They don't believe there are words. And if they say that, dear Lord, they don't believe that you created the creation with the words. I don't know what they believe. They believe some lukewarm doctrine of some kind. Words are the most important thing because they have the pro the key, their keys to unlock the promises. Words by themselves are nothing but words with the Holy Spirit within them that judges us, that guides us, that helps us, as it says in Hebrews four twelve. That is power. It said it's in the words of the king that the power is found. Ecclesiastes eight four. We should want those words. And we should want the words that you told Paul about in Ecclesiastes twelve eleven. The words are the goads are the words of the one shepherd. The, the words are like goads to us. They they guide us in the right direction because they come with the full measure of the Spirit of God within them. John three thirty-four. We should want this knowledge. Why are people so simplistic? Why are they walking to their destruction? Why are they following these leaders that you promise are taking us to destruction? Lord, you told us to come out from these leaders or we will share in their sins and we will receive of their plagues that you're going to bring upon them. Why don't we want to believe you? Revelation 18, 1 to 4, very clear. And you said, dear Lord, for the time that the light shined on the earth, which is the entrance of your words gives that light. So when you caused the words to be received, the day of the Lord began, just like it said in Zechariah 14, 7, Hosea 6, 5. Lord, I pray people will listen that they might turn and believe you and follow you. And that they will be able then to have all they desire. Because their desires are going to change when they understand what the kingdom of God is and all that it does. And the marvelousness of it and the joy of it. Your way means joy. Your way is only joy. If we will come to that way, we'll understand that. Lord, we thank you and we ask you, Lord, to help us to come to understanding and bring forth your harvest, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would cause your spirit to move and shake the earth and stir us up so we begin to understand the sin. Let us see the sin that's in all these logos of all the products we have in our house that are cursing us in our homes. And, Lord, let us plead with you to bring forth correction, to bring forth your kingdom. Let us plead, dear Lord, that people will understand they must be sanctified by the knowledge of truth and then be able to plead before you with authority so that you will answer as it says in Joel two twelve to 20. Father, we thank you and we ask us in thy precious and thy holy name. And dear Lord, we pray that the people will begin to mourn, dear Lord, because of that city. Lord. when you tell them in Revelation 18 that they weep and mourn for that city, dear Lord, I pray that they'll understand they need to weep and mourn because they've been so deceived by that city that everything is going to go to nothing. Everything's lost. So they need to understand it now because that moment is right in the corner, right around the corner. And dear Lord, you told them in Hosea 4, 6, if they do not receive your knowledge that you will reject them as priests, meaning they will not be able to speak your words, and you're going to not remember their children. You're going to not remember their children. Their families will be destroyed. They'll be taken right with them into the punishment, which is exactly what they've been doing. And Hitler was killing the children. These people plan on killing the children. They plan to separate the mothers from the children, the fathers from the mothers, and the fathers from the children. So, dear Lord, they will not be gathered together in any place. Ladies will be in one place, men in another. It's a worse concentration camp than Hitler, and they'll be gassing them during during their sleep because, Lord, I've even heard they put gas in the floors of these buildings that they prepared for this time. Lord, and even some of these buildings have. You can see the big gas gas tanks along the buildings, Lord. Lord, I pray that people will wake up and see, open their eyes and understand they must come out now. It's time revival is here. Will they receive it? Will they humble themselves? Will they wake up and see before it's too late? We ask all this in thy precious name. Amen.